Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's hear it. Let's hear it! Hi, I'm Olivia. And I'm Kelly. And this is a Court of Theories podcast where we deep dive all things Akatar, Throne of Glass, and Crescent City. This podcast contains spoilers. So, Elaine Archeron, Queen of Hell, question mark? I found this theory, first off, Emily's theories. She's got it. She's got it on lock. I love just the different array of her theories that she has. She's not just on one path. What I love about it is she doesn't always... This is an Emily's Theories fan podcast. What's but, truly what we should have named Yeah. It. it was one of the working names. But she doesn't, she has all these different theories, but she doesn't stick to something. Yes. Only. She will also post other stuff that contradicts stuff she's already said. I love that. And it, the research that she does to bring this together. So I'm really excited. So the base of this is. Her, I feel like she has taught me how to research my own theories because of what she looks yes. into for herself. So, so this theory, obviously I read her theory and I read through it and, but the, I actually did a lot of my research in support of this particular theory. Okay. Okay. So obviously that throughout the entire Akatar series, Elaine is compared to spring. We've got the flowers on the dresser. She tends to her flowers both whenever everybody's starving but then also <laughs> in Valaris no like, vegetables yeah, no, flowers only flowers um her scent is even described as a promise of spring um it's like one of the first thoughts Vera has when she lands in Prithian and Tamlin's yes. court and so and again there's been so many theories that Elaine is linked to the spring court and Emily even said in like the theory that I read through that is the base from this like she even said like myself included and so there is this big fandom belief that she may reside or rule over the spring court which like could be cool because tamlin sucks <laughs> i mean it sucks and especially with the introduction of Farah being a high lady not saying that i don't believe that elaine would ever end up with tamlin but since he doesn't have, allegedly doesn't have an heir, what could happen? It's a possibility. That's not where I'm going with this, but that's a possibility. Okay. Because her ruling, because I put on here that she means she could possibly end up residing in the spring court. And then I put psh, Tamlin simpers. And then I put looking at you, Liv. I'm an empathizer, not a sympathizer. Psh, Tamlin impers. There we go. You like that better? Yeah. Okay. So what was cool is that Emily set this up with a lot of different little looking glasses. This is not just a one channel theory. Okay. So I know that there is a lot out there that is already saying that Feyre and Rhysand's story is a Hades and Persephone story, right? Mm-hmm. The more that I have sat with that, especially starting the research for the Elaine stuff, because I've actually been looking at the Elaine stuff like this for the last couple of weeks and I've just been slowly building on stuff I have something can I say something yeah okay I didn't really know I knew like the gist of the Hades and Persephone's thing Mm -hmm. but I literally read about that this week because I didn't really know like what the whole thing was yeah but I didn't realize that Persephone like in the mythology or whatever she agreed to spend half the year Mm -hmm. with Hades and half the year with her mom 
so you saying that, I'm like, oh, what if she goes to the spring court and spends like half in the spring court and half in the night court? Wouldn't that be so funny? That would be funny. Keep going. It's Sorry. a great parallel. No, that's a great parallel. Oh. Did you see my hamster get on the wheel and was like, huh, hmm. look at that. Because I, I just did. I didn't connect it back to the spring court. That would be like just a very cool turn of events just overall. But as far as the Hades and Persephone, Feyre does not really align with Persephone. I think it was just that whole idea of the night court. Resand is mean. Resand is Tamlin. Tamlin is the light in spring. And and it's really... (sighs) Tamlin was terrible because that's the Greek mythology of it. Hades literally like steals Persephone and then she falls in love with him. It's giving forced proximity enemies to lovers yes those vibes <laughs> that we all know and let one bed trope like, yeah yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, it's it's so weird it's almost like those happen i don't so <laughs> anyways whenever i was doing the resan Feyre, persephone's hades parallels like truly there's not that many i think it's more of just Resan being that like dark brooding. So he is like what people were considering as like a Hades character. And like, he, Feyre is not a, she's, she's not a parallel to Persephone. No. She's I mean, just she, not. She I mean, pretty she's, much, like, she's morally great from chapter one because she is pretty sure that wolf is a fairy and she's like, fuck it. I'm gonna kill it anyway. Right. right. I'm like, <laughs> that, no. So I, because and one of the things that people were saying as far as Resan being Hades is him doing the bargain with her and that one week out of the month in those like three months mm, until yeah. she decides. And so it's that like where you were like that half year thing. And I'm like, okay, that is a stretch for me as far as like them being a Hades Persephone. Yeah. So bringing that into it, you can view it as a Hades Persephone. If it is, it's literally a 5%. <laughs> Hades Persephone, but I'm about to give you a big mamma jamma theory that is Can very I guess convincing. what it's going to be before you tell me. Sure. It okay. Does it have to do with her and Azriel? He's a part of it, but Lucian's. All, I'm also going to give you Lucian aspects of things too. Oh, okay. I was imagining you're going to tell me that Azriel feel- is like a prince of hell, and then that's how she's. So this Persephone. goes very, very. When I texted you and was like, "I have four pages," I technically have five. Okay. Buckle up. I just wanted to put that out there no, before. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. It. I will just go ahead and just preface with, "You're not wrong." Okay. Okay. So Persephone. Okay, especially because you were like, "I don't," I didn't really know a whole lot. So for those of you that may not know about a lot of the Greek mythology, so Persephone is known as the Greek goddess of spring. And she eventually came to be the queen of the underworld because of Hades. Elaine shares a lot of parallels with Persephone, not only visually in her descriptions in the book, but also just her aesthetic. And Emily had some really cool art for that. But these are a lot of similarities that are just beyond like her physical attributes as well. So, for example, Persephone's sacred animal is the deer. And then Elaine has also been compared and likened to a deer. They call uh, her fawn. Yeah. So times. like as the serial literally refers to Elaine as a quote trembling fawn. And then it states and then it's been stated that she has quote doe eyes. There's a lot of that. Also, clearly, I'm really into the name origins of things. So Elaine's name originates from Scottish French and means bright shining one. 
We've also talked about Big in a court. previous episode that Archeron is possibly a play on Acheron, which is known as the River of Sorrows in Greek mythology. And so to reiterate, it was also known as the River of Woe, the River of Pain, or the River of Lost Souls. Is one of the five rivers of the Greek underworld. It would have been even better if it was like one of seven. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. It all can't be perfect. And then in a Homeric poem, the Acheron was described as a river of Hades. So literally Hades as a place. And then you can go down a really deep, dark rabbit hole of Greek mythology and like just about that river by itself. I had to stop myself. I was like, okay, I am Alice in Wonderland at this point. And so, which, to becoming the goddess of spring, but before she became the goddess of spring, she was known as the maiden. And so you'll see a lot of Greek mythology where she is referenced to as Kore, K-O-R-E. And then in Greek, that actually means girl or maiden. So if you've ever seen any of Rachel Smythe's Hades and Persephone, it's a comic. It was a webtoon comic. There's now books out. I love her comic that got me through the pandemic. I literally paid money on webtoons so I could continue to read the comic because it's like, if it's two weeks or whatever, then you can read the episode for free. I I was like, no, gimme, gimme. I'm eating this shit up. So her, all of her printed versions are on my wish list. If anybody wants to check out my Amazon wish list, but anyways, and it's a beautiful telling and actually Persephone in that there are a lot of characters that call her core. Like that is her name. That's what friends call her in Rachel Smythe's retail of like telling of Hades and Persephone is core. And then recall that when Elaine, Nesta and Briellen were thrown into the cauldron and they were made. They came to represent the different parts of the three-faced goddess Hectate in Greek mythology. So Briellen as the crone, she turned into the old woman, Nesta as the mother, and Elaine as the maiden. Why would Nesta be the mother? I think it had a lot to do with the trove or something. There was a whole thing about, I came across it and I did not make notes on it. Oh, that's okay. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. Emily has, I think, notes on the three-faced goddess of why. I'll look it up. Yeah. And- so it was probably around her silver flames time. So it was probably very fresh in 2021 or whatever. Anyways, we can circle back to okay. Nesta being the mother. So then there's a chance that Nesta and Elaine's powers will represent two halves of the cauldron, especially because the cauldron, like to Nesta stole, it gave to Elaine, where Nesta's power is death and destruction. Mm-hmm. Like, And we've talked about this so many times on here and just between us, Nesta has some... There's more. There's just so much more to her. The Archeron family history that I think will bring so much more shit to light. And then also Elaine's power will be life and creation. This part of Emily's theories, the lines with various tales of Persephone. And so Persephone's abilities were a lot of life giving, obviously for spring. So then necromancy. And also she was the goddess of fertility and growth. We can see that a lot of Elaine, especially with all of her like flower growing shit and not feeding her family stuff. Oh wait, no, that's, (laughs) I'm still a bitter bitch about. I am too. Uh, Because also I'm like a lot of what has to do with surrounding the Persephone Greek mythology is like literally grains, growing grains and crops not just, just flowers. Like, 
Wouldn't have killed her to throw out some pumpkin seeds. Just a couple. I had an accidental pumpkin plant back there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can just throw that shit out and it grows. And I had like 17 pumpkins. Tomatoes. You can grow those out of nothing. Snap peas. Cucumbers. So the most famous stories of Hades and Persephone all obviously involve her husband, Hades, who is king of the underworld. And then I pulled this part with from Emily's theories where it says some may argue that Feyre and Reese's story was already a Hades and Persephone retelling. And also, I did not realize that SJM deleted her Pinterest. Oh, yeah, it's been gone for a while, I think. I think just because there's so many references to so many different Pinterest boards, I thought that she was still active on Pinterest. And I'm not a Pinterest person, so I was like, but whenever I was doing some of this research, I tried to look up her Pinterest and it kept just taking me to Reddit threads that was like, where's her Pinterest? Can somebody link her Pinterest? And comments down were like, she deleted it because everyone was just taking everything and running wild with it. And I'm like, put that, I don't, I doubt she deleted it. She probably made everything private, but Anyways, so in a now deleted Pinterest board for Elaine, there were various images of Hades and Persephone artwork that Emily had shown and stuff. And and it's just just really beautiful (laughs) Hades and Persephone art. So I just Googled Sarah J. Mass Pinterest board like to see what it comes. And this girl has dedicated an entire Pinterest account to not her old stuff, but current art of like her characters. And this one says (laughs) it's a Bryce Hunt like combo board uh-huh. and it's called bunt it says i don't know their ship name uh, bunt, bunt. Me laugh. that's what you that's what you picked what I else mean, is they there? are delicious as cake so there you go there we go see what i did there sorry uh, it just i do love made that. me laugh <laughs> here's my bunt board like also i'm obsessed with bryson hunt. hunt yeah i know I just, we know <laughs> we know. all know I Anybody know. that says he's boring is just no. They don't childish. I know they don't know. They they're still stuck in <laughs> YA, and I mean, we're over here and like adult. You can, you can have your opinions, but they're wrong. I just don't want to hear it. Said my eighth grade teacher. <laughs> <laughs> we so, don't want to hear it again. No, We've heard it. No, we heard it. We heard it. We heard it. Okay. This is why, like, like I've already said, I truly believe that we just saw Feyre and Rhysan as Hades and Persephone more because of who Resand is and yeah. not because of who Feyre yeah. is. So then Elaine's story possibly shaping up to be Hades and Persephone, it will be much more literal. And Emily even says that she believes that as well. And then Emily's theories in bold put Elaine will quite literally become the ruler of the underworld, the queen of hell. And we got hell with one L. And in what book series is the only one where hell has one L? And is capitalized. Not in Akatar, but in Crescent City. It's not like that in Akatar? Do they even talk about hell in Akatar? If it is, it's very brief and not in the way that they talk about it in Crescent City as a place where there are beings. It's just more of just, like more. I think more of just like go to hell or stuff like that. Or am, am, They talk about Amron dragging people. Are you sure? Yeah, no, Amron dragging people to hell, but it is H-E-L-L. Are you sure? I'm not, well, now I'm second guessing myself, but I'm not it's not it is definitely not capitalized that's for sure because i'm like now i'm second guessing myself sorry no now i gotta know because if i'm wrong then that i gotta cut that whole part out no you leave that shit no i don't want to sound like a dumbass you leave all the crap in then i'm like god i sound like a i don't even know what 
five pack a day smoker. Yeah. I don't know like that. We live in the Midwest and it's literally <clears throat> harvest season and yeah, your allergies are mad. Me. Okay. See, there you go. Me. I'm not even someone that like has allergies typically. It's but yeah, it's just really bad right now. The air quality is not great either. What? Let's see. Dragging people to hell. Oh, don't Google Amarin dragging people to hell because literally the movie trailers for drag me to hell or drag to hell is going to what's going to no come thanks. up. No, no, thank you. Oh, here we go. <laughs> One of the things that people ask, why does Amarin lie? <laughs> what is Amarin's true form? Why are they making this so hard? I'm almost positive that it does not refer to it with a capital H. It's spelled A-G-L-L. Lowercase? Amarin is a bedtime story. They told us younglings to make us behave. Amarin was who would drink my blood and carry me to hell if I acted out of line. Yes, so I was right. Yes. And there she was, acting more like a cranky old aunt than anything. <laughs> I love her. Can you imagine what Amarin would do to someone if she heard them say she was a cranky old aunt? Oh, dead. dead. They disappear. They disappear. And at this point, Varian would help her. He'd be like, he's like, that's my cranky aunt. Like, <laughs> okay. So anyways, moving on. Beep. Okay. So then obviously what we got, I'm just like, I have a PDF of wings and ruin and I'm like, I searched it for like the instances of hell in here. Nesta asks Amran, what's the prison? Amran says a hell entombed in stone. Just interesting choice of words. That is very interesting. Especially the entombed in stone. Because then Nesta's like, hey, there's people in the stone. And Reese is like, you're full of shit. Yes. And also with Bryce. I think she's probably, Amron's probably talking about the people in the prison. Yeah. But still interesting. And also Bryce thinking that the statues in Crescent City are alive. And then Elaine bringing up hearing in the stone. So I think that there's more to that. I think there's more to that. Interesting. It's also not the first time that we've talked about those statues and I'm like, Oh, give me, I gotta know. Okay. Elaine literally becoming the ruler of the underworld, the queen of hell that calls into the question of who Elaine's Hades will be. Okay. So Emily has a theory that was under the assumption that it could be Adis, the fifth prince of hell. This is because Hades' other name is Adonis. No. Adonius. Adonius? Greek names are so hard. A-I-D-O-N-E-U-S. I I don't know. Okay. Or otherwise known as Aides. A-I-D-E-S. Additionally, SJM mentioned that she originally wrote an unpublished duology called Hades, which was inspired by Greek and Roman mythology. Clearly, the woman loves her Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. Evidently, this ties in much more with the mythology included in the Crescent City world, as the princes of hell so far are named after Greek mythological figures. Similarly, in SJM's Pinterest board for Crescent City, and more specifically for Adis and the princes of hell, there were, again, multiple Hades and Persephone or related to images. However, SJM has stated before that she wants to keep the series separated enough that they can stand alone with the others. So this piece of info could potentially debunk that theory 
of Elaine, like one of the Crescent City Princes of Hell with Elaine. Again, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. But if that's her whole gimmick is, okay, yes, we're going to have this slight crossover, whatever. But I think at this point that has, that house is like crumbled. Like you can't drop her in, you can't drop Bryce and Perinthian and then be like, they're going to stand on their own. I think that she's just like trying to diminish any and all theories or. Yeah. Especially with the way that all the dusk talk, all the stuff about Bryce smelling like twilight, like all yes, this shit. Like all it's, this shit. It's, there's too much. There's yeah. too much that, and maybe, and there are other, again, I'm going to come back onto it. Fucking Marvel. I don't understand Sorry. the amount of people that there, there are literal haters online being like, I will never read Crescent City, blah, 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 blah. I love Akatar, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I also love Akatar, but I also love Crescent City. Um, breaking news. You know the talk about um, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? Huh? Taylor Swift is at the Chiefs game. <gasps> <laughs> Shut up. No, she's not. She's at the Chiefs Shut game. up. She's in a box. Is that his mother? Because I will die if Shut she's with up. his mother. Oh, my God. Or is that her I mother? I have to text my coworker right now. Attention. <laughs> Attention. Taylor Swift. Oh, my God. She said she, she's literally game. sitting with his mother. And she's literally sitting with his mother oh my oh, gosh this is sarah, our, this sarah is, sent me a video and i was like who's she with sarah's like listen to the audio <laughs> <That's> her. <laughs> oh my <laughs> if my coworker does not answer me because we're both huge swifties we're very upset that we got waitlisted and we never got our like an access code for either time for tour tickets but that's neither here nor there uh, we are literally going to our version of the Eras tour at AMC on uh, Thursday the 19th. And a bunch of people at work were all going. We bu- we booked out a whole row. Owen invited me, so it's fine. Um, but to I the told- actual one? Like, oh, we're just going right after work. But Sarah's like, I've been losing it. And it's been 25 minutes. And I said, we're recording the podcast. And I just interrupted Kelly by saying, breaking news. No, this <laughs> is help. breaking news. Because <laughs> Swifties and... Massiverse people, we're all the same. Me and Sarah were texting about that this week because we, we're like, we're so invested in this. Like, we want this for her or whatever. And but yes. then I was also like, because this was news. Her brother said, or his brother said, on a like, podcast. Yeah, was like, I think it's true or something like that. And I was texting Sarah about it. I'm like, I hope that it is true because if it's not, she and, deserves the world. Uh, yes, but I'm like, if it's not true, and Taylor was like, no thanks, and people keep talking about it, like, God, that would be hell. But I'm like, she write a song about it. Yeah, I hope it's a lot like of football innuendo. She in doesn't there. deserve all the. Yeah, I'm like, I hope it's true because if it's not true, she's gonna people are gonna shit on her so much, and I just she don't deserve it. The fact that he and that she literally keeps being into it, I gave guess. her a friendship bracelet with his phone number that's on really it. cute it's so cute the fact that he was like i'm gonna make this for my girl tay tay like yeah god now i should have gave her my- i don't i don't know i mean i don't obviously i don't know them but i don't like follow them either or listen to their podcast or anything but they seem down to earth and i'm like god wouldn't that be so nice for her to have like- yes obviously he's not normal he's a professional football player but like, to have someone that's well, not a douchebag musician yes because also what no one talks about Joe literally gets to make money off of everything that they did for like folklore and evermore. Hate that. And 
anything that he was credited for, he gets to make royalties off of that. And then I think there's even stuff in Lover that he gets to make royalties off of. That means he's probably making money from this tour. It's basically like they had children together. Oh, that breaking news was exactly what I needed, what we all needed. And I can't wait. Also, can we just sidebar as well that today it was announced that Usher is the halftime performer for the Super Bowl. Oh, who cares about Usher? (gasps) You shut your dirty mouth. I'm pretty sure he has like sexual assault allegations against him. I thought that was just Chris Brown. I don't think Usher has done anything. Are you sure? I'm almost positive. As soon as I hear that about someone, I'm like dead to me. No, that's why I don't listen to Chris Brown anymore. Also, the stuff about Russell Brand potentially being all this stuff. Yeah. I'm like, didn't we know he was a sexual abuser years ago? I, yeah. I didn't I've already that. removed him from my brain like well, a no, decade ago. Well, the fact that he literally divorced Katy Perry via text... No, I love That's her. That's shitty, but I also don't really care. But. I know. I wrote him up after that. I was like, no, f- go fuck yourself. You're a piece of shit human that like your wife is on tour and you're like, no, thanks. And so it was fucking somebody else. Does Usher have rape? Oh, this says Usher is now free from sexual assault case after his herpes accuser drops the lawsuit. Former Usher suit accuses employer of rape. Usher accused of sexual battery and fraud in lawsuit over herpes I, I you see I knew something was up he apparently gave multiple women like STDs and did not disclose that he had them before he slept with them so fuck you now I'm sad I was really excited can I bring up your spirits again here is some fan art this is Mad Schofield Ugh. I love her somehow I don't remember seeing this ever she's so good this is definitely Feyre in the floor with Nyx at Christmas and he is opening <sighs> A Pegasus. A unicorn. It's coming out of a box like a puppy, but it's a unicorn. And Cassian's on the couch holding a whiskey. <laughs> I'm obsessed. As he would. That's. I'm obsessed. Because him and Farrah. I've never seen that before. Him and Farrah are drunk off their ass. They always get drunk off their ass. <gasps> Is that not the cutest thing? Jesus Christ. That's so I've never seen that before. Uh, she's so good. She is really good. Okay. Wow. We we derailed. We okay. derailed. That's okay. Thanks That's a okay. lot, Taylor Swift. Uh, no. Thank you, Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> worth uh, it. What, so worth it. Oh, God. Go Chiefs. I don't know. I don't do If Jameson heard that and he's not into it, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about anything. Okay. I just tell people I'm a Colts fan because I'm from Indiana. <laughs> I don't know. I swim. I don't know anything about balls. I said what I said. Okay. As a physical book lover, we've all found ourselves in major need of a bookmark when we've been rudely interrupted while reading. Interruptions like your job, your needy pets and family, or your spouse wanting to tell you all about a random thing that they've been doing, all while you're at a really good part. Don't they see that we're reading? And in those moments, we've all found ourselves having to grab for a receipt a post-it note, a scrap of paper, or the absolute worst, dog-earing your page. Well, in those moments, Case Leatherworks has you covered. Their dog ear bookmark fits perfectly over the corner of your page, so you never lose your place. Their products are made with top grain American leather in a variety of colors, and you have the option to customize your bookmark with your initials. Along with their bookmarks, they offer a variety of home good products that's perfect for any reading nook. Support small business by visiting caseleatherworks.com and our listeners will receive 10% off your first order by using code THEORIES at checkout. That's offer code THEORIES at caseleatherworks.com. God, where were we? (laughs) I really don't know. Okay. Oh, we had talked about 
the Princess of Hell, Adis potentially ending up with Elaine. But if Sarah has said that she wants to keep them where they, and maybe it could be so much as we're going to have this crossover, but she won't end up, none of the Akatar characters are going to end up with a Crescent City character. So then we might have this like clash of the worlds, but then everything can go about its business afterwards. Maybe that's more of what Sarah's meaning, but anyways. So, yeah. So, I was talking about that this could pos- that could possibly be debunked. Also, it's impossible at this point. Bryce has been with the inner circle. Anyways. And also, Asriel just keeps blindfolds in his pocket. But, mm-hmm. anyways. <laughs> okay. And if all of that's not your snot. bag. What? Sound like you said snot. <laughs> Sorry. If it's not, <laughs> I fucking hate you. Sorry. I'm excited. I know. Also, I'm really excited. I just, about, I'm just I have really to excited say something Taylor because Swift. I haven't got to speak enough this episode. I'm really excited about Taylor Swift. No, you brought us the biggest piece of news with Taylor Swift. You said I haven't gotten to speak enough this episode. God damn it, Liv. Okay. I like, I kept this in from Emily. It says, Except I put it on there like, if it's not your bag, but then I had to put, Emily says, if it's not your cup of tea, then the great thing about this theory is that it works for all of the popular Elaine ships. Okay. Because we're talking about who her Hades be. It's I'm the dating hear, game of Hades. Yeah, I'm ready to hear the Lucian one. Ah! Okay. Well, first, we're going to start out with our man Asriel. Okay. So there's a lot of things out there and there's a lot of people that agree that Asriel is connected to hell in some way. Emily has theorized that he is the eighth prince of hell to match the eight courts of Prithian. And so that can be Googled because he has ice cold hands. His shadow powers are very hell like, and his backstory is still very much a mystery. He could very well be the Hades of this theory. I also have on here from some of, my research, Azrael's name originates from Hebrew, meaning God is my help or help of God. In some... Maybe he's going to help Hunt if Hunt is Jesus. See? If Hunt is Jesus. <laughs> In some Abrahamic religions and Sikhism, Azrael is the benevolent angel of death who carries the souls of the deceased to the afterlife. Oh, maybe he saves them from the Asteri. Is he going to cut off their supply? I thought you were going to say, maybe he's going to cut off their dicks and like, maybe that too. I don't know. Hmm. Regalius is said to be like this, like skinny little fucking teenagers. Maybe he's got a real small one. That's really weird. It's so weird. Maybe it's, I'm actually like trying to downplay how fucking scary. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Cause he's the only one that like makes. No, that's not true. (laughs) No, I was going to say public appearances, but that's not true. No, but I think as the leader, he tries. He's like the speaker. Yeah. He's the speaker of the house. Speaker of the house. Don't get me started. Okay. And and whenever I did the name stuff, I was like, wait, Feyre also describes a painting because she's a five-star painter as we, and Papa Archeron could whittle. <laughs> Anyways, Feyre describes a painting she could paint of Elaine and Asriel where she says, and quote, I saw the painting in my mind, the lovely fawn blooming spring vibrant behind her standing before death, death with a capital D. Shadows and terrors lurking over his shoulder. Okay. Which is very much a Hades and Persephone painting. Asriel literally having the dark shadows and he is known to like carry out all this death is very much a Hades concept. 
So then now I bring to you your man, Lucian. Lucy. Now, speaking of which, I did order us those stickers. Where the fuck are they? I forgot you did that. They sat in my cart for a very long time. You said, where are they? And then I got a message. In the mail somewhere. They're never going to show up. It says shipping soon. September 25th. That's tomorrow. Just in time for autumn. Okay. Anyways. Now flipping from Asriel to Lucian. So Emily has said that she firmly believes that the princes of hell are the Volg, which we have also talked about. And she has on here and I... She noted this and I was like, oh, and remember that Volg is just the broader name for a huge variety of different beings and that they're not all inherently evil. Says who? That is what Emily had on there. And I was like, I mean, I don't remember that, but also I believe everything she says. So go on. And I think it's more of we see with the weaver and the bone carver and even Bryaxis where, yes, they are really fucking scary and they have not great attributes but truly they're not out especially the weaver is not out like like the witch in the cottage trying to just like hunt people down where we saw in the throne of glass where everyone that was like volg was like they had their mission they were gonna get everybody put rings on them put collars on them i think that these are just because they bled the black blood and they're not good people but they're also are good beings but they're also not their plot is not to take over the world the Volg were in throne of glass okay so they're all cut from the same cloth okay okay so that with that in mind it's very interesting that lucian has the power of light and fire and his name literally means light or shining light lucian means that the two things that the Volg and the princes of hell hate the most Okay. He's going to save us all. Perhaps it'll be a spin on the Hades and Persephone myth where Elaine is taken to hell and Lucian will come to rescue her. Mm. Okay. Also, another Tumblr user. Elaine just keeps getting kidnapped left and right. I know. Also, she was kidnapped and she... taken to Hybern and Asriel rescued her. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. I think I talk about that. Okay. Sorry. No, that's a, but like facts. He's the one that rescued her. And he didn't think twice about rescuing I'm her. I'm so fucking torn about who she like, should be which, with. Yeah, who she should be with. Like, same. I'm obsessed with Lucian. I want him to be like I want so him to be happy. happy. I just want him to be like have an ungodly, wonderful life from now until he dies. Or God, but also because he's an heir. Anyways, sorry. sorry. Anyways, Lordly. He, yes, okay. I think I. Oh, would you like to read the title of this card that I started writing out? Lucian as high king question mark. Oh, I have a lot of stuff about it. This is not for today. I need more research, but this was something. This is something I'm working on. I'm excited about that. But yeah, I I keep going back and forth because I want Lucian to be so happy. And the fact that they are mated, I'm like, that would be beautiful if they were together because they would have this such deep bond and blah, blah, blah. But then seeing Azrael and Elaine's relationship and like how they're so in tune Mm -hmm. with each other and whatever, I'm like, okay, that's pretty sweet too. And I also have like kind of a... he sees her. Yeah. Yes. As a seer. He's and, the one that called it out. Right. He... Yes. And he's the only one that was like, there's nothing wrong with her. Every, yeah. Everybody else was like, what's wrong with her? Nothing. Um, yeah. And he's nothing's wrong with her. So that is pretty sweet. And also, I... Maybe it's not them, but I do feel like we should see like a rejected bond at some point. It better not be to Lucian. 
Or if it is, then then it'd be consensual. I just don't want him to be sad. Okay. So I, I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Okay. I'll okay. Shut okay. No. First off, we both agree and we talk about it all the time. We just want Lucy to be happy. I want both of them to be happy. And right, I don't right. know who that she should be with. Because both are truly... I feel like both are good options. And I think that's what makes this such a controversial thing in the ship. Which is another thing like, like to say, oh, Asriel sees her and he's gentle with her and he takes her to the guard, like stuff like that. That doesn't mean that Lucian wouldn't be. He just hasn't had the opportunity to even be like around her. Right. Like Asriel's like built into the house. He's always there. So there's a lot of more scenes of them interacting. Whereas Lucian, it's like when he's around, she doesn't really want to be there. So he's very respectful of that. And he leaves her alone. So he's respectful of that. But then also I'm just, I'm probably going to give you an unpopular opinion right now. He's also was a huge fucking pussy and just wouldn't really even stick around to try. Like he just ran off. And then now he's in some like throuple with Jurian and Vasa. I said it. (laughs) Sorry. That's how I feel. I'm like, I understand giving her space and that Feyre and Rhysand were worried about it. He was sent. He was, they sent him to the human lands to be emissary. Yeah. He's an emissary, but also if she doesn't want him around, he's going to be stuck in a city where he knows literally no one except Feyre, who's way too busy to hang out with him doing menial tasks that her supposed equal. I have a whole feminist rant about Rhysand. That's a whole other thing. Uh, write that down, write that down, bring that up at a later time. Not right now. Reese is a fake feminist. Your choice, question mark? My ass. You done? Yep. So, moving on. We love Lucy. Okay. (laughs) Elaine is taken to hell and Lucian will come to rescue her. Okay. While I was in my pursuit of putting this together, another Tumblr user, Patel K. Hushkin. Hushin? Nope. Patel K. Hushin. Also uh, made the Hades and Persephone connection for Az and Elaine but has theorized a way to loop Lucian back into the equation, which is a very interesting take. And I'm, and I know you don't know a whole lot about like the Hades and Persephone, like Greek mythology side of it. So I'm here to tell you. All right. Okay. okay. Patel K. Hushin has compared Lucian to Persephone's mother, Demeter. Okay. Demeter was an ancient Greek goddess of the harvest. And what court is Lucian sworn to? These are my, this is my connection right here. This is not Patel. This is mine. So he was, she was the ancient Greek goddess of harvest. And what court is Lucian technically from? Autumn. And I put in parentheses, his true lineage aside. Because, you know. His mom is still from there. True. But yeah, so he is of the autumn. So, and that's what, you know, Demeter was the whole thing. So. Demeter was the sister to Zeus as well as Poseidon and Hades. Because Zeus betrayed her, because Zeus betrayed. I know I've sent you that before, but I know, my but God. my God. She did not have to make him that hot. No, she didn't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Superstar. This is a picture, a uh, drawing by Zoe Holland, owner of Devils in the Detail Co. on Etsy of Lucian as Daycourt. And he's shirtless and it's wonderful. Ugh, he's a total It's babe. a cartoon. Doesn't matter. Should I'm into be, it. Should not be that hot. Should not be that hot. No. God. Also, the band around the forearm like, does something to God, me. God, it does so much for me. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Ugh. I'm very into arms. That's what I'm getting Casey for Christmas is a armband. Armband. <laughs> <laughs> he's walking around like a Greek god. 
Oh, he's amazing. driving the golf cart yeah. with this, this is... man. They're like, bro, where's that from? He's like, oh, no, Kelly what got it for that? me. They're like, why are you wearing that? He's like, I don't know. She makes me put it on every day. Anyways. <laughs> okay. So Demeter was a sister to Zeus as well as Poseidon and Hades. So Zeus betrayed Demeter with his involvement and I hate this, but this is, I'm giving you Greek mythology. So Zeus betrayed Demeter because he had involvement in a rape of Persephone. He tricked her by disguising himself as a serpent and seducing her. But I, and I put on here, but I don't suspect this kind of betrayal in Akatar. Like I don't, I just wanted to give you a little bit more context about Demeter. Um, Because then after that, instance Demeter left Mount Olympus to wander among the men just to go in which men is loosely just of the people just like Lucian left autumn to live in the spring court okay okay and this is mine (laughs) back off everybody so yeah so I I was like oh she when I read that she left Mount Olympus to wander among men I was like Mm. oh okay i see you sjm doing your research on demeter yeah so him leaving the autumn court to go live in the spring court also a throne on olympus was demeter's birthright oh shit like lucian in the day court should he discover his true lineage but also he technically is in line in the autumn court even though he's last in line he is still if something happens to all those other brothers and if honestly if Tamlin doesn't have an heir and he croaked. Yeah. He's got like three courts he could potentially take over. Yes. And so I was really proud that I also put those two together. Good I'm, job. Very pr- I'm very proud of myself. Yay. Okay. There's a lot of theories out there. So when you come up with something that you haven't seen before, it's really exciting. I know. I was like literally reading and it was two whole sentences about Demeter. I was like, shut up. <laughs> so anyways, I yelled at Google. Okay. Also... Lucian sees Elaine as his due to the mating bond. Yes. Okay. Just as Demeter thought that she had ownership over Persephone. Okay. Then as comes into the equation and we see Elaine taking to him. So this very much plays into the quote choice. I have choice in quotes aspect of things. Just like when Rhysand talks about Elaine having a choice in the mating bond and both of them thinking the bond chose poorly between Elaine and Lucian. And by both of them, I meant Farah, and I forgot to put her in there. <laughs> but also Asriel in the bonus chapter says that, yeah. says that as well. And so this could be for, and I have on here, again, I'm really proud of myself. Patel just gave me the road to run on and I picked up all these goodies along the way. So this could be foreshadowing for Elaine dismissing the bond and making her own choice of who she wants to be with. Okay. Because Hades also thought that he was entitled to Persephone. And like we just said, so does Az. And Emily, or no, it wasn't Emily. It was this other one where somebody was like, and one thing that I hate that he thinks, and it's because he feels like he's entitled to her again of his conversation with Reese, that he feels like it was wrong because he wants the three brothers, three sisters trope to happen, Mm -hmm. which would be beautiful, but... And I have on here, which I do love, (laughs) but I'm not dismissing my theory that as will ship with Gwen since Cassian is with Nesta and more ending up with Emery and use this as the siblings trope, because Mm -hmm. I talked about that they are always talked about loving each other like siblings. And so they can very much be the sibling trope where if Asriel does not end up with Elaine, 
potentially because Gwen would also be a beautiful fit and there, mm-hmm. cause there's the whole singer thing. There's a whole thing with that too. But my particular theory that of coming up with this doesn't necessarily center around shipping because it is fun though, to be like, who's going to ship with who? This is so much fun. It's like a reality TV show dating game. Yeah. But there's a ton of, I have on here, there's a ton of shipping threads that you can Google to hold you over. If you really need to find your other people that are just going to give you whichever, whichever ship you want. Now I really want to focus on Elaine's navigation, growth and progression since she was made. Cause that was a lot to deal with for her. And how cool it would be for her to become queen of hell. And then it says, Emily had put on here in big letters, has Elaine already made contact with hell? And I was like, huh. Since being made Faye, Elaine has been a little out of it. Okay. In Akawar, she states that she is, quote, always dreaming. And this dream state is then described as a, quote, murky realm. But then in House of Sky and Breath, sorry, that acronym, I was like, did I leave out a letter? No, I want to put the in front of it. And yeah, yep. That was like, no, that's not right. Okay. But then in House of Sky and Breath, we learn that Apollyon, the seventh prince of hell, makes contact with Hunt and Bryce in their sleep. Yep. He even tells Bryce that they are meeting in a quote, dream world. Thus, does this suggest that the same thing is happening to Elaine, but a lot more frequent because she is a seer? Oh, that would suck. It's also interesting that the cauldron gifted Elaine seer powers and Nesta stole mm-hmm. because Nesta already has underlying powers that I keep jabbing at that. I'm like, tell me about her. Ugh! I know we already had a whole book and I'm like, there's still so much shit that we just still don't know about her. Cause how else do you block out all of Tamlin's glamor and you're yeah. still a human anyways? I, I think I mentioned that in almost every episode. <laughs> I can't let it go. Okay. And then, but then it says, however, in Akawar, we see Elaine track down the Surreal's location, which is nearly identical to the mystic powers we see in House of Sky and Breath. So, like, the mystics are literally going to track people down throughout the other galaxies and the other worlds. And she just did that with her little eyeballs. And then we also know that mystics can be used to contact those in hell. Okay. Okay. We love this. If this theory is correct, it suggests that Elaine's book will take place not in Perinthian, not in Prithian, Jesus Christ, <laughs> but in hell. Which again smashes that whole SJM not wanting crossovers. Yeah. It would be absolutely in incredible if she did. If she was like her story was removed out of Prithian and she was down here in the whole Prince of Hell territory. It's giving me kingdom of the wicked vibes and I'm into it. Okay. Considering that SJM universe readers have known of the Vogue since 2012 and we haven't seen their world and what is going on there. And it's just been a very long time coming for us to actually get a glimpse into hell and where these fucking beings have come from. Okay. Not only that, but it makes total sense from a narrative perspective. And then most agree that Elaine's story will also involve facing Koshche. Which is interesting. Like you're saying that we don't really know like the sources of these people, where they come from, because I am almost done with House of Sky and Breath again. I have like probably 30 minutes of reading left. 
And right before I got here, I was reading the part where they're at the Eternal City. They're in the Asteris Palace, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And Regelius is like word vomiting to Bryce all the crap that has happened and how he knew about this and all whatever. And he says... because well, he thought he was going to kill her. But. He says that they don't even remember where they came from. I'm like, interesting. And that's one of those words. Like, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I've been like reading and also opening the Kindle app on my phone so I can highlight. I'm like, this is, it's been a very good system for me. Oh, yeah. I do... I do like that system. So yeah, so Elaine facing Coche. We also know that the Weaver, so Striga, and the Bone Carver, which are Coche's siblings, bled black blood. We know that. It was said. And turned the enemy soldiers into husks. Thus, Coche is likely Vogue and connected to hell. And then also there is like a huge agreeance that Elaine's story will involve the Dust Court and even it, it could possibly even talk about the starborn inhabitants. And then I have an all capitals, which we are so excited about. <laughs> Our whole podcast cover is dusk related. Yep. And but it is quite evident that the starborn consists of those who have Volg powers and are connected to hell, i.e. shadow manipulation, mind speaking. And then I have on here looking at you, Rune. La- <laughs> yeah. Thus, Elaine going to hell genuinely does make a lot of sense, especially being a seer. Even if her physical self could technically still be in Prithian, but then her mind is in hell like a a rune Lydia dreamscape. Yeah. Okay. Also, I'm really proud. I just came up with that. It's literally sitting right here. Good job. Thank you. Most importantly, we know that Adis and Apollyon wanted Bryce to come to hell as, quote, Hell's armies are ready for her. But evidently, Bryce was not able to achieve this because she ended up in Printhian. Could Elaine be the key to this? Get it? Like word keys? I get it. I have on here, see Liv's response. And then I have, I'll see myself out. Sorry for my see <laughs> lips response. <laughs> but based on what you just gave me, I'll see myself out. Okay. It was not a good joke, but I was proud of it when I wrote it probably. Okay. And then as of Sky and Breath, we know that the Asteri's true goal is to enter the Akatar world once more and to quote exact revenge. Emily says, imagine a scenario where this happens, that the Asteri and the veneer of Crescent City are unleashed onto Prithian. Can you imagine they all fall fucking through fucking Bryce. And the next thing you know, they're like pouring out like these insane shifters, the fucking Asteri. That's what, yeah, I was reading about that today. Regelius talks about like luring them from. Yes. But can you just Prithian, imagine but- like what that would look like her writing that? Like how fucking wild would that be? Yeah. Oh my. And then also just all the cell phones everywhere. Like. <laughs> Cassian's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you give Cassian a gun. <laughs> oh my God. I have thought about that a lot since reading Sky and Breath were like just those wings and Cassian, Cassian. Okay. They get their hands on them. Azrael is instantly perfect at it. Yes. Cassian grabs it and like shoots himself in the foot or either like straight up in the air. Yeah, or he doesn't know to take his finger off the trigger and it's just like <laughs> vibrating him. <laughs> 
and he's like oh my god can you imagine it'll literally be like a looney tunes cartoon like yeah. and all of his siphons are just glowing Perfect. and then literally nesta just like falls over and she's just like oh i love you so much you imbecile like because uh, anyways okay when and then okay so they're all been unleashed into prithian just close your eyes just imagine the chaos and when almost all hope is lost a riff is opened and elaine emerges with hell's armies thousands upon thousands of hell's warriors and creatures of the night that are bowing down to their queen and that'd be cool they would be so cool and her little like creepy seer eyes and i have on here yee! <laughs> And then I said, Elaine rides in with her middle fingers high to all the haters and underestimators. There That's- you go. <laughs> that was good. I like that it rhymed. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ain't no lying or denying. What? 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 Good okay. job. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Because irrespective of the men and ships involved with Elaine's story, Elaine as Persephone, as the queen of hell, would be so fucking epic. Yeah. And then I put on here, and queens don't need no man. She can do it on her own. And then she can go fuck whoever she wants. Celebrate. Like Feyre was like, hey, Reese, let's go fuck (laughs) in the tent in the middle of this fucking war. Yeah. Like. To the sounds of the dead or injured and dying. I just. I guess the dead don't make sounds. Usually. Well, I was like, I don't know if they're all like bloated and like gas. (laughs) Oh, God. Sorry. 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 So I put on here. Also, I can see Crescent City tying up in a bow. With the Asteri being destroyed in the in, so the Asteri being destroyed in the Crescent City storyline, and then they're also like obviously destroyed like in Prithian just in general. But that we will still that will still leave Koche and his nonsense for the next Akatar book, which following this fear theory, I truly believe will be an Elaine book. And then I have on here, Emily adds, I can already anticipate that some may mention SJM's recent interviews where she stated that she wants the Akatar and Crescent City, City series to still make sense to standalone readers. Some people have interpreted this as SJM keeping the worlds totally separate, even though obviously we, we meet Reese. And then she puts, but SJM never said that. Never said what? Keeping that, like... Keeping them totally separated. Oh, she just wanted them to be able to stand on their own. Yeah. Which is not the same thing. Which is not the same thing. Which both stories can still stand on their own. Yeah. You don't necessarily... Because if you've never read the Akatar books and she falls down into Prithian, she's you're just seeing it as she fell into another world that's not hell. It can still stand on its own. But then you got all of us Akatar girlies that are like, holy shit. We're very excited. And so technically, even the next Akatar book, if it has to do with Koche, which we obviously have seen the build up for that, that also still stands on its own. So really, it's right. Hi, everyone. Correction Kelly here. So. To clarify, this episode was actually recorded prior to Sarah J. Mass's interview with Christina Lauren that happened on September the 26th, 2023. Sarah, in this interview, actually retracted her statement in from previous interviews about the two series, Akatar and Crescent City, not being a full crossover, and stating that each series could stand on its own. So she has retracted that statement, and she says that you will need to have read Akatar prior to reading the ending of House of Sky and Breath 
for that killer cliffhanger. And also to continue on for House of Flame and Shadow and for the next Akatar book that she's currently working on to make sense. Because we are going to see a full crossover between Akatar and the Crescent City worlds. So just wanted to clear that up for you. And now back to the show. This full crossover really bothers people. Like there are some people, it really, I got into some weird Reddit threads that I was like, why are we upset about this? This is awesome. Again, I'll say it until I die. Marvel. Nobody got upset about that. I went, I, I stopped People myself. People went wackadoodle about that. Stopped myself literally just this morning from going off on someone on Reddit because they were <laughs> like talking about how she doesn't really know what she's like. People are people give her way too much credit for planning stuff. She doesn't know what she's doing. She makes shit up as she goes. And the, at the end of their little rant, they were like, she's no George R.R. R. Martin. And I was like, because she's not a man or also George Martin. He ain't even done. Homie is not going to give anybody these last allegedly two books that we're supposed to have. Also, why? Also, she has at least world. like seven books contract contracted. Yeah. Six or seven. Yeah. With potential for more, I'm sure. But like, how can you compare something that's practically finished to something that's not even halfway? It all exists in the same world. And how can at the same time period? Such a misogynistic motherfucker. I don't know. Anyways, that's not honestly that person. I started like this whole thing. I was like about to respond, and then I was like, I don't have time for this today. Well, it's also like George R. R. Martin and his Game of Thrones, like. That again, that's all one world. That's all one series. These are multiple series, one of which is quote unquote complete, which is I feel like that story that we were being told about Aelin is complete. That doesn't necessarily mean that Aelin and all of them are complete. Again, I've said in the past, I don't think that they'll show up in some of this. I think that their lineage and they'll be implied, but I don't think as characters they're going to like pop through a rift yeah. and be there. But it's still, it doesn't matter. I don't understand why he would even be a comparison. First off, the man can't even fucking finish. Anyways. I said what I said. That's what. Can't even fucking finish. Okay. And wrote, literally allowed one of the worst last seasons of a TV series based off of his books that like the actual actors and actresses are embarrassed about it and hated it. And like, no, I'm sorry. That's not even a comparison. But yet, like I said, everyone's going to bow down to all of the people in Marvel who are creating all of these things and how, um, cause one of the podcasts that I listen to, and that's why we drink M, they are very in love with Marvel. And that's great. I'm not shitting on Marvel people. I'm shitting on the people that don't think that this can happen, but yet fully stand by Marvel stuff where like those movies in Marvel can stand on their own. You can watch them, but then they have elements that tie into other movies in the other movies, like in the series of Marvel movies and this whole big fight thing. Like, why is she not allowed to do that? There are again, what? Seven books in at least throne of glass. But Oh, I thought you, but no, but then like we already have, Five books in Akatar. We have two books that are like the equivalent of like 37 books with, yeah. <laughs> with the Crescent City because they're so big. But I don't understand why that's not a, like why people are shitting on it and it's quote can't happen. I don't yeah. get it. She is a creative mind. She is a creator. She's created not one, not two, but three fucking worlds all at different times. 
across different universes and the Easter eggs that she has dropped that you can go back and you're like, hold the fuck up, hold the phone. So subtle. It's so subtle because it's like, if I put this in here now, it's just a cool thing or it's just a little thing. But then it's like, if I don't actually pull anything from it, then it's not the end of the world. Or her overarching, all this shit she has. She's like, you know what? On page like, 5,747 of Throne of Glass. Yeah. I mentioned this one sentence that has now enveloped into almost three books in a completely different series like 20 years later. I don't understand. I'm like, but yet comic book men can do it. I know. I just, it blows my mind. So I'm not shitting on people loving like Marvel or whatever. I'm shitting on the people that are shitting on Sarah acting like that because she has tits and a vagina that she can't do it. Yep. They're all fucking fiction. Anyways, that's my soapbox. Back to what Emily has said because I have it highlighted. Okay. And so she says, so to Emily, it just seems as if SJM is going to add extra context and information to both books to catch up those who are indeed standalone readers. Which, uh, that's great. Uh, Like I said, Bryce falling through what she originally thought was hell and finding out it's not. If you've never read Akatar and you've read these, you're just like, oh shit, she's not in hell. Who who are these people? Actually, that's fun. But then the Akatar people are like, holy fucking shit. That's our people. And I, I like that. And she's that smart and she's that good that she can do that. And then... It's a, and then she also put, if you're, if you're a standalone Crescent City reader, you'll already be reading the last sentence and be thinking, who the hell is Resand? Yeah. You want to know. You can't it's wait. It's a cliffhanger regardless. No, no matter what. Yeah. And then Emily has on here, I know some people are resistant to the idea, which I just got off my soapbox about, but truly to believe that SJM is going to full steam ahead with a total multiverse crossover. Yes, absolutely. We, she has set the foundation for that. And then, as mentioned before, the Asteria's true goal is to go to Prithian. And Emily even says, I can't see Reese learning of these beings who want to harm his people and those that he loves, learning of other worlds, which he has already been studying prior to this, and then just meeting Bryce for a quick cup of tea and then sending her back to Midgard. Yeah. Never to think of a multiverse again. Like... Not gonna happen. And then... Also, she has on here, and the whole Fae prophecy tells us that Akatar and Crescent City Fae will be reunited again. So until proven otherwise, Emily put on here, all hail Queen Elaine of Hell. Like, Nice. I I really, again, taking it away from the shippers, like Elaine already having such a distinct power of being a seer, which again, she's truly no different than a mystic. Yeah. Except she's not being held captive. But <clears throat> in a saltwater tank. Yeah, that but that's neither here nor there. She's free to walk this earth and just basically live in a dreamscape. That's the dream. You, that's everyone on gummies. But I really think that we are going to see Elaine just come out fucking swinging. Because she already was starting to stand on her own two feet anyways. Also, I feel like everybody forgets that she stabbed the fucking king of Highburn. Yeah. Regardless of whether it was with Truth Teller, regard- she came out of the shadows and she fucking stabbed him through the throat. Yeah. Arya Stark style, if we're going to, we're going to loop back around. If we're going to bring George R.R. R. Martin yeah, into this. Which, 
he wrote a badass character in Arya Stark. I can't shit on him for that. Yeah, I'm not shitting on him. No, I'm not. Also, I love Game of Thrones. I was very invested in the entire series. Literally was on a trip to Arizona for a Masters National Swimming Meet. And it was during season, I think it was season eight of Game of Thrones or one of the seasons. And because we were moving time zones, Casey and I had to quadruple check what time Oh gosh. It was, it was going gonna air. it was gonna air so we could watch it live like on HBO and because it came out at a certain time. It wasn't just like at midnight that day. It it mm-hmm. was like this time because I was like, we cannot risk not seeing it and spoilers showing up on the fucking internet. So clearly I was very invested. But it just sets me on fire. That's why I gotta get sometimes I can't I'm like, I can't go on Reddit. Unless I'm yeah. like literally just looking at Emily's shit. I can't go on Reddit because I'm like, why we all got to be such misogynistic assholes about mm-hmm. stuff. This woman is a genius. She deserves some sort of like prize because the breakdown of names alone. Yeah. You have to do research for that. And I know she's like, I look at baby names. I, yes. I'm sure that she did look at baby name lists and is drawing inspiration, but she's also like, what's that name mean? Yeah. I mean, her brain is working on a whole other level that, like, my brain will never work at. But I do. I think we're going to see Elaine coming back as a total fucking badass. She is going to convince those princes of hell to fucking take them down. Bryce may be a queen, but so is Elaine. And queens don't need no man to get shit done. Yeah. So that's why it's nice that it her story doesn't necessarily have to revolve around who she's going to end up with. She can very much do these badass things on her own and then just her ship is the sidebar. So it's interesting because everyone's like, I want Asriel's story. I want Asriel's story. I want Asriel's story. It's like, what if, what if this next one, obviously she's going to focus it on, I feel like she'll focus it on Archeron's sister because that we saw a little bit more of that, especially in Silver Flames. That was a nest of yeah, book. Yeah, it makes sense. But also, I wonder if it's not going to be an Asriel thing. I think it'll be an Elaine thing with, and no different than like Cassian. I wonder, I here's why I'm saying Asriel, because of his involvement in the end of House of Sky and Breath and then the end of Silver Flames. I could see it being an Asriel book <clears throat> to like transition to the next. Yeah. Also, if this stuff with Elaine does come to pass, I almost feel like it's going to take, huh? Like she would need her own. Yeah, I agree. But I think it's going to take more than one book to get. I don't think that will be there in the next book. I agree. Because I think that as far as charactership between maybe like whoever Asriel is going to end up up with. Because also, yeah, you saying it being an Asriel book. Because now that gets me thinking everything with Gwen. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack. A lot to unpack with Gwen because, you know, they are also so parallel in Mm -hmm. things. I think this next book, especially as far as Akatar goes, not Flame and Shadow. As far as the next one for Akatar goes, we're going to see more of Koche. And I'm fully convinced that Vasa is a Swan Lake retelling. Mm -hmm. We're going to see that. Also, I'm going to throw it out there in this episode right now. I think Jurian's going to die. He's worthless. He has already his character arc has already happened. Now he's just a dick in Vasa, and we're done. Yeah, he he will he will sacrifice himself for Vasa for the, the greater good. Yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely a killable character. He 100. percent And I don't I mean, dislike like, him as a character. Yeah, Sarah clearly cannot kill her darlings. Like That's she fine. brings 
Feyre has been brought back. Reese has been brought back. Amran's been. Amran should have died. Cassian should have died multiple times. No, I love Cassian. Amran should have died and stayed dead. Oh, oh, and stayed <laughs> dead. Oh, I was like, she did, but no. Okay. no. In terms of like, killing off your characters, like, Amran's exit was perfect. What was the purpose? Just leave her gone. Well, I love her. That's fine. Also, but also, she had a whole thing. Like, we. Let like her, let, her, let her have the dick from Varian. Sarah okay? doesn't. That's fine. Sarah just do, she doesn't kill like her main characters, <laughs> so which I know fine. that some people like it pisses them off that she doesn't whatever. But Why? I that's don't. That's what I'm saying. Also, it's, again, it's her fucking books. It's her she fucking can books. Do she can do what she, she wants. wants. But also, if I'm going to be so invested in these main characters for this long, what is it? The Divergent series. I was literally talking about it the other night that I found out I was reading those in real time as they came out, and to find out. In the last one, I was three quarters of the way through it. And then Facebook fucking ruined it for me and was like, what am I going to do that the main, because the main character died at the end of it. I were three books for the main character to fucking die at the Wasn't end of Shailene it. Wasn't Shailene Woodley or something like that? Isn't she the one that played yes. that? Okay. Yes. See, I never read those. And then I decided I was not going to read them because. I have them if you ever want to read I them. I saw that like. I saw an episode of that teenager, pregnant teenager show oh, she was yeah, on, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. I cannot watch this movie. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, she's quirky. That's um, quirky is the word that I'm going to use for her. But like, which what? I guess that's not her fault. It was a job. No. But at the time, right, I was right, like, right, right. she had to. Get I was out like 16 somewhere. years old. Okay, I yeah. was like, I can't. With oh this. man, my mom was like, what show? Are you? I'm like, it's on ABC Family, Mom. It's fine. Rhonda, lay off it. It's because I I'm watching it a, a teen times, pregnancy. I'm like, this is insane. Just because she's a teen that's pregnant doesn't mean that I'm going to be like, yeah, I don't know why Rhonda felt like I was going to be influenced by this girl's horrible life on this ABC family show. It was just, it was cringeworthy, but, and then I went on to watch 16 and pregnant and teen mom and show God, that was trash. What a a series, what a time period in television. Why were we so obsessed with pregnant teenagers? I have no idea. But now that you're bringing that up, I'm like, Oh, which like, I love like Chelsea Huska on, she's on HGTV now. Like, Oh, she is. Yeah. Her and her husband, they have a design. Like they, they do. It's a really good show actually too. I can't remember. I can't remember what it's called. It's so good. I don't even know what it's called. Well, because my brain's like, that's teen mom decorates your house. I'm sure that's what it's called. It's not. But to me, people are just like, I've seen them where they're like, oh my gosh, look at this new fun show on HGTV. This girl, Chelsea is so great. And I was like, and then it's a picture of her. And I'm like, hold on. That's, that's teen mom. Like, (laughs) yeah, her and Cole, they got their own. And her stuff is cute. She does a good job. But yeah, why were we? That was MTV doing it for us. They were like, here's Down your home teen mom. Fab. Down home fab. Okay. Is there, here's your teen mom Tuesday and Jersey on Thursday for Jersey Shore. If you don't end up as a pregnant teenager, you could be a drunk idiot on the Jersey Shore. Right? Here you go. Oh my. Yes. They're like, okay, well, on Tuesdays, if you're not knocked up, then on yeah. Thursdays, you can go get hammered you on the Jersey You should call a cab. <laughs> Cab's here. Oh my God. That's like a Teen Mom phone. with Janelle. Did you ever watch Teen Mom? Did you ever watch like it? Like I watched at points because I was obsessed with Macy. I had a oh. crush on Macy. She was a good one. I love... Ugh. God, I wonder what she's up to these twins. days. I had to unfollow her on Instagram because she was clearly like MLM. sold her Instagram and it was like a bunch of like baby 
celebrity stuff. I'm like, this is clearly not Macy posting anymore. So I like stopped following. Well, and I feel like there for a little bit, she was like MLMing, but. Oh, was she? I don't know. I think so, but that's neither here nor there. No, I, Janelle. That's going to be a banned phrase for you. I think that's the third time you've said it today. MLMing? Neither here nor there. Oh, no, sorry. That is definitely one of my phrases. <laughs> and I, people at work say it and they're like, who said that? And everyone's like, Kelly. Kelly says that all the time. You know what we're going to do? So we're going to put up a board and put your band no, phrases. No, that is oh. not enough. A couple episodes ago, we were talking about spraying each other in oh, the face with water when we yeah. said, no, we're going to get shock collars. <gasps> you know how fucking funny that would be? Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be, we would have to film it. We would have to film the episodes and let everyone see what we look like via youtube and we're like <laughs> i'm like neither and you're like Egh. and i'm like i wasn't even gonna say it i'm like oh, this is this i'm like don't shock me here's the sentence i was gonna say i would just do it anytime you got on my nerves <sighs> so the whole show even- you don't always get on my nerves you have literally <laughs> been telling me since we were children how much i get on your nerves i don't think that's true i don't think i've ever vocalized that Yes, you have. I I don't think that's true. I think you have made me a much bigger villain in your mind than I truly am. No, you have said it to me. Why would I forget things that you've said to me? You... You are an influence. You in my forget life. that you've told me that story about the teacher saying that your opinion about no, the I giver was I, wrong. You've told no. me I've heard that story like twelve point seven million times. I know you've heard that story, but I'm so passionate about it that I need to continuously tell you. I think you should wear a shock collar at all times. To be perfect. <laughs> There's Ladies and gentlemen, of, that a, is Olivia's kink. <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe it is. I've we, never got to push a button on someone, but it might be Jameson, whatever. No, he would no. But anyways, I wanted to loop back to teen mom because I, Janelle was such a trash heap, but like, cause her mom, Barbara had to take her kid and all I, and I'd say it all the time. Oh like, my God. Bentley is taller than Macy. Oh yeah. No, I knew he was going to be tall. I'm I just sure. like he's that old. I would Yeah, just, it's gross. But yeah, I are they teenagers now? Janelle probably. Janelle and uh her mom Barbara, where she'd be like, Oh my god, Janelle, all you ever gonna do is smoke pot with Kifa. You're never gonna get <laughs> your kid back. All you ever do is smoke pot. <laughs> <laughs> and like Janelle's just standing there with her hand on her hip. She's like, Oh my god, Janelle. She's like, You're never gonna get your life together. You're never gonna get your kid back. All you ever gonna do is just smoke your pot and and you're just you're gonna be homeless someday and you're never gonna get it together and all I'm ever gonna do is have to raise your kid. Like Oh god. I'm obsessed with Barbara like that. She's insane, but her voice, I'm like, it's good. And what's crazy is she has that insane accent. And I don't even know. I don't even remember where Janelle is actually from. It's not Boston. (laughs) Barbara's not from Boston. Like we looked it up one time at work because they're like, it almost sounds like a Jersey thing. Is it not Jersey? No, I don't think so. I don't think she's from the Northeast. What is happening behind me? Where is Janelle? Oh, now oh oh in august 2023 people did a expose on chanel evans and her three kids and everything to know (laughs) the people also ask first question did janelle evans ever get her son back oh my god That's sad. It's laughing because Barbara's like, you're never going to get your son back. I know she was like, I know she was like twat. Like she, no, she was 100% a twat. It was just sad. It was still funny. Like her mom yelling at her. Okay. It's a real issue. I see that it's a real issue. 
And that does make me sad, especially that someone who worked with at-risk kids for a long time. But her mom yelling at her about Kiefer is really funny. Kiefer's okay, not Jace's dad. So that's, so it's fine. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was, no, that wasn't Janelle that her baby daddy got killed. That was Farah, not Farah. Farah. <laughs> she also. Oh, she's off her rocker. She was like dyeing her little girl's hair when she was five, like bleaching her hair out. No, she, when I say off her rocker, insane and didn't see anything wrong with it. Jesus, that poor baby. Yeah. Do you want to hear a fun little sidebar about El Real? Like the El Real ship? Sure. Okay. Wow. Fuck off. (laughs) Do you want to hear a fun sidebar? No. (laughs) We've been sidebarring this whole episode. I thought it was going to be about Janelle again. No, I, I, I already exited out of that tab. Okay. So whenever I was doing my research with the Hades Persephone thing, I found another, I think it was, a. I think it was linked on Reddit. So I clicked it and it's this girl named Morgan. And this was from like February of 2021 that she said, why Elreal is most definitely a sleeping beauty retelling. I was like, what? But actually, she had pretty damning evidence. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. Uh, I it, definitely want to hear the sidebar. Okay. Hold on. Da, 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 da. Okay. It says, so this girl Morgan said, and now like she hid crumbs in her other books alongside a quick browse of her Pinterest boards, which no longer exist. I don't know when those went away, but I feel like in 2021, they were probably still up. And it seems more and more likely, especially since she loves retellings, which she does. So... Then from Sleeping Beauty, it says a daughter was born and they called her Aurora. Yes, they named her after the dawn for she filled their lives with sunshine. So that's from Sleeping Beauty, which, okay. okay. Um, and then she has on here picture from text that's about Elaine and it says beautiful. She's always been the most beautiful of us, soft and lovely like a summer dawn. Also the summer dawn. So maybe Sarah just hadn't decided and she was like, let's just make Elaine everything. Because it says, and then also the Faye But also you can't say that's not planning. That's still planning. No, it's still planning because it's, I'm going to go down this road of a retelling about. But again, there are such subtle details that it's like, it doesn't change anything if she doesn't follow a specific path. Exactly. Also, like you always say, it's her fucking books. Yeah, yeah. But then another one is the Faylights gilded Elaine's unbound hair, making her, quote, glow like the sun at dawn. And this girl goes, listen well, all of you. <laughs> the princess shall indeed grow in grace and beauty, beloved by all who know her. She'll walk in springtime wherever she goes, which is out of Sleeping Beauty. And then it says... And then there's pull from Akatar, Elaine. The spring court has been made for someone like her, which is uh-huh. Farah's thinking. And Farah also said, I saw the painting in my mind, which is what I had talked about earlier. The lovely fawn blooming spring vibrant behind her. And then she didn't highlight the stuff about death. And then Elaine has always been sweet and gentle. And I had considered it a different sort of strength, a better strength to look at the hardness of the world and choose over and over to love, to be kind. She has always been so full of light. Also the fact that now that I'm also reading these, they keep talking about light and I hadn't really made those connections before, but hearing you say it, I'm like, Oh, and I know it says glow like the sun at dawn, but still anyways, I'm like, <laughs> okay. Um, and then 
tending to her gardens at Farah's veritable palace on the river, helping other residents of Valaris restore their own destroyed gardens. She had a purpose and joy and friends. And then Morgan goes on to say, there are so many parallels between Elaine and Aurora. They're both beloved by all kind creatures who thrive in springtime. Aurora is named for after the dawn because she filled their lives with sunshine. A tell me this isn't Elaine and B the meaning of her name. And Elaine's Greek origin name is Sunray or Shining Light, which I've already said. And yet another parallel is Aurora believing they still treat her as a child. Mm. Who does that remind you of? Elaine. A little Elaine. She's like, hey, I killed a man. I killed a man. <clears throat> I've seen the death. Oh, what you got? Fingers up. I need to pee. You just stopped talking for a second. I was. Oh, go pee. Because this is a full <laughs> sidebar. Elevator music. Hold on. I lost my tab. Oh, I scrolled on accident. Okay. I got Taylor uh, Swift stuck in my head now. I always have Taylor Swift. Okay. But yeah. So like Aurora is always, oh dear, why do they still treat me like a child? And Elaine, <laughs> and then Elaine cut in sharply. I am not a child to be fought over. And then Aurora is, even if love is full of thorns, I'd still embrace it. Which is also like when Elaine came in from the garden and had been like, Stabbed by thorns. I know that in between those thorns, there is a rose worth all the pain. And then from Akatar, enchanted gloves, she read from the card, that won't tear or become too sweaty while gardening. She set aside the box without looking at it for longer than a moment. And I wondered if she preferred to have torn and sweaty hands, if the dirt and cuts were proof of her labor, her joy. And then Morgan goes on to say, could this be any more spot on? We have spoken extensively about Elaine's not only willingness to get her hands dirty, i.e. like, you know, killing <laughs> the king of Highburn, uh, but the pleasure she derives from creating something beautiful from her labor. If this isn't a metaphor for Asriel and their future situation, I don't know what is. Because again, this isn't Elreal. This is what do you mean? Me- Why is that a metaphor? Are you going to explain it? Yeah, give me a second. Okay, sorry. I'm like... What are you talking about labor? Because he clearly has a lot of trauma and okay. a lot of shit. They okay. both do. They're both going to. Well, I, you were talking about gardening. So I'm like thinking about like building something. Not, well, yes and no. Not a physical okay. building. That's what I, but that's like what building I went to. each other up and okay. that labor of love and, you know, okay. getting him out of his darkness and his shadows. Okay. Um, his what? His shadows. Oh. Sorry. My, my, my barber came back. I thought you said. I don't know what I thought. What did you think I said? Sheriffs? I don't know. Nope. (laughs) And then she has on here, this is very important. It keeps getting brought back up in the text to show us Elaine is going to fight through the bad to get to what she wants. Which like now that I'm reading that, I'm like, hell. But anyways, her hands might bruise and bloody in the process, but she will do it and enjoy the fruits of her labor. Which leads me to why, even further than a Sleeping Beauty retelling, I think that Elaine saving Asriel and breaking a curse or spell. And then she says, let us have a look to SJM's Pinterest board, shall we? And there's a lot of just like Sleeping Beauty art. One of them in particular, though, that really stood out to me is the one with the girl with the pink dress. And she's over the top of Prince sleeping. Mm-hmm. So these are all from SJM's now deleted Pinterest board. Okay. These are just a few of the Sleeping Beauty reminiscent pins she had saved, which one of them is what looks like 
Sleeping Beauty over the top of the prince while the prince is sleeping. One of the more recent ones, the girl saving the man, she says. Tell me you do not get immediate Elreal vibes from that. And then there also seems to be a lot of cursed chained art too. Morgan theorizes, I definitely think that something is going to happen to Asriel that Elaine has to save him from. My best guess would be Koshay, especially because he keeps going, Asriel keeps going over there. Mm-hmm. Elaine's story thus far has heavily emphasized on choice, as we have seen through her interactions with Lucian and their bond. Hence why this might be like the choice to save him rather than him coming for her because he already did save her. Maybe it's time. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. Um, It will also grant her opportunity to explore her own agency and not what is expected of her. And that it's interesting because she is a seer that Sleeping Beauty has so many references to visions, fate, and so on. After the Azrael POV, we were are shown he clearly believes it is fate that the three sisters would fall for the three brothers. Also, she put almost like it is fate. <laughs> like fate is also just talked about a lot in, mm-hmm. in honestly through all of SJM. Like fate comes up a lot. This will be the ultimate moment where Elaine gets to decide her future and potentially follow her own fate. Not to mention we know the cauldron loves Elaine because he literally gifted her with abilities. Like she went in there and it went, Oh, she's like, he's like, sorry, the water's so cold. Let's let me give you a gift. <laughs> Could this be another tie in gifting her ability to wake or heal Asriel? Like she doesn't say this, but the dreamscape thing how Rune and Lydia meet in a dreamscape. Mm-hmm. And if Asriel is put under some sort of curse or spell from Koche, and if, El- if Elaine is her first seer powers are really similar to mystic powers, her going into the dreamscape to try and pull Asriel out of it. That is not put in here. I also just pulled that out of my butt. And then love's first kiss <clears throat> is, a, is a big thing, obviously with, Sleeping Beauty. But then this part of it was really one of those that I think is just really fun. There's a, in this Morgan goes, there's a little, a few little crumbs that she could be planting through the series. The colors we see most with Elaine are in pinks and blues, which mm-hmm. in the Sleeping Beauty Disney is make it pink, make it blue, make it pink, make it blue. And then, yeah, it says like through Sleeping Beauty, there's a joke about her dress through the entire time. Elaine. So one of the passages is Elaine didn't turn. She was wearing a pale pink gown that did little to complement her sallow skin. Another one is her dawn pink dress. Another one is her rose pink gown dusted with flower. And then it switches to Elaine's dark blue cloak, her nightgown with a silk shawl of palest blue, the silk skirts of her cobalt dress. She peered down at herself at the simple blue gown she wore. There are no by means. She said these are by no means only references to her wearing those colors. She's just trying to be brief. Like pretty much it's just, she's either wearing pink or she's wearing blue. And then not to mention the roses really took a bigger role in silver flames in regards to associating them with Elaine. While she certainly had past references to them before, but adding her father's gifts and Azriel's gifts, both being roses. So obviously violets and roses were painted on Elaine's drawers. And then a figurine that was pulled from the mantle, a rose carved from a dark sort of wood. And then it was that their Papa Archeron had made that one for Elaine. And then again, I painted flowers for Elaine on her drawer, little roses. 
And the necklace that Azrael was going to give Elaine, it could be dismissed as an everyday charm. It was a small, flat rose. Fashioned of stained glass, designed so that it would be held in the light, the true depth of the colors would become visible. A thing of secret, lovely beauty. She has on here, there would be a few more things, but she's like, this is not an SB retelling. What do you think? She said, I am a diehard Hades Persephone fan, so I am sad that that has already been done, which again, I said earlier, it really hadn't. Mm -hmm. Everybody wanted it to be, but it really hadn't. But that was just a cool like twist. I just like the possibility of Elaine being able to use her seer powers like mystics can use their powers Mm -hmm. and the dreamscape. And it's just another cool aspect to Elaine there's so many avenues and she may have not decided she may have been like you know what I can make this a Hades and Persephone retelling and also Princess Aurora is truly not that different from Persephone as far as the flowers and the kindness and the roses and the springtime now we just need an evil queen to go in and curse her as a baby and be like you will prick your finger and you'll sleep for a thousand years and I'm gonna turn into a dragon at the end of the movie Amron. That was good. <laughs> Amron's alter ego. She dresses up as Maleficent. For <gasps> if, if only we could have somebody draw that. Yeah. If only. Amron would definitely be Maleficent. Why can't we? Why can't we draw? What you got for me? <laughs> A lot of half to bake shit. Oh, okay. Not. Then you believe me. You can. We can fully bake for next week. Uh, yeah. Would you like to know what I've been writing down and working on? Uh huh. My ideas that I have, yes. things to expand on further. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Reese is a fake feminist. <laughs> Lucian as High King? Question mark. I thought you were going to say Lucian is a feminist. <laughs> I mean, also, yeah. Yeah. Um, he is giving a lot. I actually have. I actually have a decent amount of things already on this card for Lucian as High King, but I plan to do more research. I'm so um, excited about that. I can't wait for you to talk about that. Well, I was thinking about like. We even said more as I don't know if I'm not, I don't know if I wrote this down, but like he has ties. He could potentially lead up to like three courts. Mm-hmm. Write that down. Okay. So there's a few things where there's a few places where I had flagged initially like, oh, he's definitely going to be a high lord because he's already like showing high lord power. But now I'm like, oh, could he be a high king? Because I do bring that up. I'm t- I yes, I am like reading Sky and Breath has me thinking about high kings more because mm-hmm. of all the shit that. Regelius and Adis and Apollyon are talking about hell and the whatever Thea, Peleus, Fion. I have a theory that Lucian is potentially a descendant of Fion because in listening to all this, reading all this again, mm-hmm. they talk about like Feyre, ha- Feyre, Jesus Christ, not her, Bryce having Thea's light. Yes. And like having her star sword. Yes. That's not technically Thea's star sword. She stole it from Theon. Fion. Jesus oh yeah no she did yeah she we talked about it, it. yeah we did talk about that a little bit that she so stole it. yeah so, i don't know if we flat out said like that she stole it but it was definitely she's not the, she's, that not, she's like not like the, the rightful owner. heir yeah, yeah yeah yeah. so then that would mean that bryce is not technically the rightful heir so i'm like if, when revolution sees that is it just gonna like thor's hammer go into his <gasps> fist wouldn't that be so cool? Wouldn't that be like he is reaching for something else like up in the cupboard and then the next thing you know, the sword's like, boom! And he's like, And then what? it's like when sword and knife are reunited, so shall our people be. So like Asriel and Lucian are like the two hands and then Elaine becomes the queen and they're in a throuple. That's not going to happen. Quit looking like you're so excited. Um, but also just that he's like the emissary. He already knows a bunch of people on different things. But the, my thing about... Facts. 
that I initially had down about him like being a high lord or that I've like had in the back of my brain not necessarily hiking but high lord in general mm-hmm. is that there's a point and I can't remember which one it was which book it was or what the situation was but he Lucian tells Cassian to chill out like multiple times and it's like Cassian is fighting him but is like being forced to obey just like a high lord's oh, command kind of thing yes um which is interesting because it's not necessarily his high lord but if it's his high king that would trump a high lord right yeah because they've talked about the possibility that of Resan. And he's like, absolutely not. And Aaron's yeah. like, okay, that's fine. But the cauldron's not going to offer this to you much longer before that she gives it to someone else. I'm like, oh, it's going to be Lucy. Yeah. Which actually, I feel like Resan would be cool with that. Probably. And I think that Lucian could be actually really good at that because he clearly is more even keeled than most people. Yeah. No fact. He's diffused multiple things with his words instead of. And also he was hanging out with Tam for how long? And that man had a lot of anger issues. Mm -hmm. So he had to diffuse a lot of shit. Yep. He's like, yeah, go ahead and rip up your office. But when you come out of here, you're going to have your shit together. So anyways, I'm going to expand on that at a future date. I love it. Also, I have two more. The Gwen and Azrael thing has made. That's been a thing. But I would like to expand on that. Mm -hmm. Like talk about that. Okay. And then this one. We can talk about them as much as you want. This one is one that I've not seen anywhere else. But this is about like Nesta and Cassian, which I know that they're supposedly their story is like wrapped up in silver flames or whatever. And maybe it is. Maybe this is nothing. I don't know. But I'm going to look into it. Reese gifted them the House of Wind. Mm-hmm. But that's like the High Lord's home or estate or supposed to be, which I know they built a new one. But yeah. the house is like, Magic anyways, and... I just wrote, was Reese's gift of the House of Wind symbolic or simply an extravagant gift? I don't know. I'd like to find out. I would love to find out. Would you well, like me to read you a meme to cheer you up? Yes. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Um, it's... <laughs> It says, so pretty sure this is how it went down. Bone carver, sipping tea. So I showed her what her child would look like with him. She didn't even notice. The weaver. Ugh. I let her find and take her engagement ring from me and she didn't realize what it was. Surrey, this shit is getting out of hand. BRB. I'm going to just go tell her. (laughs) I mean, again, his death. I know that you haven't watched harry potter but it's just like when dobby died it just yanks your heart out i'm like she protected him till the very end uh, i texted he you about fucking that this- knew that that stupid bitch was luring him <sighs> fucking anthony stupid fucking bitch and then fair's like here you go weaver thanks for the ring yeah. have a nice snack <laughs> and she's like he killed honestly, my friend. Honestly, I, I, I wanted Ianthi to die, but like, that is such a satisfying death. God, it was honestly of the entire series the most Like satisfying. knowing that she was afraid, like, yes. I, I know that probably makes me a monster, but like no. knowing that she was afraid she, and like, eaten is amazing. And then, then when they see the weaver at the war, she's like young and beautiful. Right? Thanks, Ianthi. <laughs> I read that, I was like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Thank you for my snick snack. Yeah. Oh. God, no, that one was good. It honestly made up for poor little Suri's death. Yeah. He just wanted to feel fabulous in those robes, and he knew. Also, I texted you this week about this, but I picture all of the Reapers in Crescent City as the Surreal. Or a Surreal, I guess. It's not the Surreal. That's like a name of the species. Whenever I first read it, like the first time, I was like, Dementors from Harry Potter. 
And honestly, SGM might have very well have idolized like the serial off of the Dementors from Harry Potter because the descriptions are, are very similar. The weird skin and then you've got the robes and anyways, I almost said my catchphrase, but I stopped myself. But, and on that, thanks for listening. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Hang on. We got to tell them to check out our, our oh, shit. I'm not very good at this. Oh my. It's yes. I know. I, <laughs> I said, thank you. I, thanks for being here. Do you want me to just, you want me just to do yeah, it? Cause I'm blank. I don't okay. know what else you're supposed to say. Okay. Find us on our Instagram and TikTok. Oh, that's a good reminder. Yeah. Yeah. We are up on the Tiki talk now. Instagram, TikTok uh, at a quarter theories. Mm-hmm. Our Patreon is up and going. We have some bonus content already floating around on there. If you want to go check that out, pay your spring tithe and become a patron and support the show. Not only whenever you sign up for that, you're going to get some goodies. We'll do a patron of the week shout out on the show. And then just overall, you're able to support all of our research on top of our full-time jobs. And we'd like to thank Emily's Theories for helping support some of our crazy theories. And she's out there doing the good work. If you have some of your crazy theories that you would like to share with us, you can email us at acordoftheories at gmail.com and we will discuss them and feature them on the show. But otherwise, thanks for listening. Thank you. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.